0: Hi, everyone. This is Dan Duva, radio play by play broadcaster for the Golden Knights. Trade deadline edition of the SLGND podcast Sheriff Lawless and Some Guy Named Dave, presented by the D Hotel. Mark Stone acquired by the Golden Knights, and we break it all down with special guest host Darren Millard. The longtime NHL TV personality joins us for the entire hour to talk about the Stone trade and other moves around the league. And then our feature interview with Golden Knights general manager George McPhee. We ask how the trade came together, his assessment of Mark Stone as a player, how he fits with the Golden Knights, and what the team looks like down the stretch. It's S-L-G-N-D Trade Deadline Edition. The Sheriff Lawless and Some Guy Named Dave podcast presented by the D-Hotel. And now, here's Dave. The best part of
1: every show. I've said that before and I'll say it again. Thanks so much, Dan Duva. We appreciate that. I am Some Guy Named Dave. Dave Gosher along with Shane Nutty, Gary Lawless, Dan Duva. And uh, so it's Trade Deadline Day as we talk about this for our studios in downtown Summerlin City National Arena. Darren Millard in the house. We stuck him over the border, and uh, <laughs> we got him on the private jet this morning. Can't have too many Canadians. No, we, 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 we're... now we're out We're number three three, from and three against oh, two. Oh, three. Manitoba, you yeah. oh, boy! A long-time TV personality in Canada, Darren Millard. Uh, obviously, you had nothing else to do today. Wait, how did you end up zero there? To do today? <laughs> <laughs> Literally just off the plane. I was plane. looking for a place from to cash in my toonies. This is unbelievable. Is this but, okay? Uh, yeah, this is fine. But no, thanks so much for uh, for joining us in here, Darren. This is uh, so you're gonna, and part of the reason you're here is you're gonna be on the
2: TV sets uh, Tuesday and Thursday. Yeah, I'm gonna hang out T-Sports. with uh, Gizmondi and uh, and Mayday and just uh, do some intermissions, some pregame shows, and you can get back at it covering the National Hockey That's League awesome. uh, on TV. So it's, it, it, I'd like to say that you guys did this on purpose just to make me feel uh, a little special. But but acquiring a player of uh, Mark Stone's magnitude. Make amps it up a little bit. Yeah, it's unbelievable, right? So huge news.
1: I mean, here we are. Trade deadlines come and gone in the NHL, and the Golden Knights make the biggest move on trade deadline day, getting Mark Stone from the Ottawa Senators. Shane, you know, you've kind of spoke about this, but for you know, we've had some people tell us he's a superstar player that hasn't, you know, but he's under the radar to a certain extent. Bring us up to speed, just on how good a player the Golden Knights acquired today.
3: He's elite. Yeah, he's got a career-high 28 goals this year. Uh, you know, his fifth straight 20-goal season. But he's a guy you can plug into in any position. Uh, not position, but any area of the game. You need power play. He's a smart player. Uh, he's got the best stick. I'm not going to say one of the, the best sticks, I think, in the league. His ability on takeaways, he's led the league. He can knock pucks down in the neutral zone, which allows you transition. He can get him on the forecheck, which allows you puck possession. Uh, he's strong defensively. He's strong along the wall. He's a big guy. 6'4, 220. He's only 26 years old. I really think he's hitting his prime. I don't think he's there yet. This is a guy that makes people around him better. Uh, someone a coach uses in all situations. <clears throat> Really, I don't know if there's much more to say. And and you talk about it, and, and Gary can we can all talk the analytics and metrics, which I'm not familiar with, but from what we hear, he's a top twenty in the NHL. Like this is you're talking about a guy that just does everything, and it speaks volumes in all areas of the game. And, and they don't come around that often. So to land someone like this, obviously you got to give up something. But he instantly makes your team better, and and, and he makes the players on that team better. Especially the ones he's going to play with.
4: He's not just a game changer; he's a team changer. He's a guy that, uh, when he was 15, everyone said he couldn't skate well enough. Became a star in the Western Hockey League. Played for Team Canada at the World Juniors. Was just, uh, you know, sixth round pick to the National Hockey League. Guy that wasn't supposed to uh, ever really, you know, be anything more than a fringe prospect, and he makes. Uh, well, that you know, speaks
3: to his work ethic exactly.
4: too. Exactly, which... it's his work ethic. It is his. Uh, it's his drive. And he is very competitive. This is the one thing we've seen watching the Vegas Golden Knights this year. Gerard Nallant said it on Saturday night. Where are the misfits? We're missing the misfits, yeah. and the misfits is an attitude. And Mark Stone has that attitude. Mark Stone wants to win. He will change the locker room. He will be. He will add competitive juice. To this group, not to mention he's the he's for my money <laughs> he's, their best. he's their best player right yeah, now. He right. walks in, he's immediately the best player on this team. And Shane can talk about this. His teammates in Ottawa refer to him as Lizard Stick. His stick is so quick, it darts, mm. and that is how he leads the National Hockey League with 88 takeaways so far this season. He led the led the league yeah. last year. Uh, he just is so good at both ends of the ice. His linemates this year are Colin White and Brady to Chuck so far this season in, in Ottawa, and he's a point-of-game guy, and they're having, you know, breakout seasons Has young players. This is just, uh, uh, these guys don't come along. This is, like, John Tavares went to free agency l- that last summer. Guys like that don't, don't get to free agency. Mark Stones don't get traded, and the price is Western massive. Ottawa. Mm-hmm. The, yeah, <laughs> the, the
2: price is very big. Like we're, they're spending a lot. That's because there were seven teams involved, right? I well, mean, pr- this, this was a yeah. horse race between yeah five or six Western high Western Conference teams, and they gave up a lot. I mean, you can't get around that. Eric uh, Eric Brandstrom, who
1: you know, we had a couple of minutes with Kelly McCrimmon earlier today. It stings to give up a guy like that, who's so good, so highly touted. Mm-hmm. But, and, you know, an Oscar Lindbergh guy that's been kind of in and out of the lineup, right, and a second-round pick that's Dallas' pick in 2020. You're not
2: going to get a player like Stone unless you give Just up one more note on stone nature. This guy was going to be Ottawa's captain for the next decade. That, that's Not only you are you getting your, you're a great player skill-wise, but he was going to be their captain for the next 10 years. He was their cornerstone if he stuck right. around. So he's the whole entire package.
0: Uh, speaking of sticking around, uh, it's worth pointing out here that this is not a rental. It's not as Very though Mark right Stone now. is coming here for a few weeks. The Golden Knights are in a position to make the playoffs. Uh, Gary, it, it seems that you're as well-connected as anybody. The The word is, though nothing official from the team, it sounds like the Golden Knights and Mark Stone's camp are talking about a significant contract extension. Remember, he's only 26 years old.
4: Well, Mark Stone has already said that an extension is agreed upon. The team has not made it official, but the player has said We've agreed to terms. They can't sign a deal till March, March 1st because of the CBA tagging issues. Um, so, but yeah, it sounds like it's going to be eight years by nine and a half a million a a year, uh, AAV, so $76 million. Inter- it'll be, it'll be interesting to find the timeline uh, how's to how this all unfolded because the George, George McPhee clearly got access to the agent. That would have been granted. He couldn't just pick up the phone and call Newport and say, hey, if we get stoned, what can we sign an extension? He would have had to get permission from Pierre Dorian, otherwise it's tampering. And my guess is, is that this happened very late. That's why the deal was announced uh, with uh, 13 minutes to go. I, I, 13 or 17? 17. 17, I believe. It was 43, 11.43. 11, 11, okay. So you, you got to figure that somewhere around 11.15, 11, 11.20. 11, George McPhee got permission from Pierre Dorian to call the agent, and they did a deal in 15 to 20 minutes. Um, so that tells you how much Mark Stone wants to be a member of the Vegas Golden Knights.
0: And, of course, it's not as though the Golden Knights front office is a complete stranger to Mark Stone. All we need to do is mention the name Kelly McCrimmon and look at where did Mark Stone play junior hockey? Oh, that's right, the Brandon Wheat Kings. And when you think about those relationships and what Kelly McCrimmon has done in in not only bringing players up through Brandon, but those relationships that have helped the Golden Knights at this stage—you know, you mentioned Dave talking to Kelly McCrimmon earlier today. He doesn't just know about Mark Stone from watching him play on tape; he knows about him from when he was a teenager.
1: Right, and and the other part of it is—you know—we talked about what they gave up. In Branstrom, but it's mitigated a little bit because they have a lot of guys they really like, right? That are playing in the, in the American Hockey League right now, and be it Hague or Coglin or White Cloud, and you can go right on down the line that they feel are going to be parts of this team in the not too distant future. You
4: deal from strength, right? You know, right. and when you're when you're when you're trying to fill one hole, you don't dig another hole. So they didn't dig a hole. They've got that depth uh, in terms of prospects on defense. Higg is arguably one of the, the top prop, prop, top defensive prospects in the world. He was, you know, the best player in his age group at the World Juniors this year. He's been excellent in the American Hockey League. There's no reason to believe that this isn't going to be a top four defender in the National Hockey League when uh, when he gets there. So, in essence, though, this is it. This is a one for one deal. This is Mark Stone yep. for. Eric Brandstrom. Right. That, that's that's the trade, and Mark Stone is. Uh, you, you talk to some people, and it's no disrespect to to the market in Ottawa, but it's a small market, and they've had some pretty significant ownership issues in the last little while, and the team has kind of really flown under the radar. And he's this is a guy that everybody knows about. He, he is a superstar waiting to happen. Like this is, he takes off in Vegas, and Mark Stone is going to become a. Household name, not just in Canada but around the world in terms of hockey.
2: Shane, what do you think his top end points wise is? Because he's not a hundred point
4: guy.
3: I think he can. Well, and you know, hundred points weren't that common until this year. It seems. and I think Dan Dudith's I think, you know, when you look at his point per game average over his career, you were saying he's a 70 point guy in a regular season. I think you, yeah. and he, as Gary mentioned, he's been playing with a couple of young players this year. So you put him, let's say, you, you can put him either with a centerman like William Carlson or Paul Stastny. I think he has potential to be an 80 point guy,
4: yeah. even 90. I, I really do. And Dan did the research in his five complete seasons in the National Hockey League. That's 343 games, I believe. He has averaged 0.88 per game, which comes out at 72 points per game. Per year, so, season. Per season. So a and, game would be it. that would that be is yeah. great. <laughs> that's that's that's, that's talking that, about records. That's that's just this, you know you factor in the start of his career and then this year playing with two raw kids. You know he's about to play, I would assume, with Jonathan Marchisoff and William Carlson. I, I won't be surprised if that number increases. Yeah, I see
2: 85, 90. But then you put everything else into it...
0: Well, and again, really? You bring up you know who he's playing with, and, and I think the other element of this is you hear what Brady Kachuk has said the last couple of days and how this is going to be tough on him, and you heard what his dad, of course, well, has said recently. Keith Kachuk, say, yeah. Keith Kachuk has said, they've got to find a way to keep Stone in Ottawa because that's how much he's helping my son. Invaluable. Now you yeah. think about the players who are currently on the Golden Knights, like Alex Tuck comes to mind, even if they're not linemates, just being on the ice, whether it's the end of this season, next year, or if it's over the course of the next four, five, six, seven, eight years. That is hard to underestimate. We've talked about it with Paul Stastny and how he has helped someone like Brandon Peary and those guys clicking. You know, how a player rubs off on another, especially with a new franchise, it's hard to really measure that.
1: And the other part of it is, Dan, the team needs a jolt right now. Yeah. They've Mm -hmm. lost 12 of their last 17 games. You know, and and we think that, like, they – they're comfortably in a spot, but it's not as comfortable as it was two weeks ago. Arizona's six points back, and yeah. you think, "Well, Arizona,
0: well, six points is yeah. good week, down. bad week." I want to right now. Th- Dallas is in. Colorado's right. You know, it's close to that point. Dave, just listening to what Guy Boucher, the head coach of the Ottawa Senators, had to say about Mark Stone, that his work ethic is at a maximum. In other words, there is there is not regardless of the situation, you know, playoffs, trade bait, everything else, that his work ethic is at a maximum, and that is really saying something.
2: He wasn't in the Uber. <laughs> okay? <laughs> Just, you can leave
5: now. You're yeah. on a high <laughs> note. That's, <laughs> That's it. He wasn't <laughs> in the <my> Uber. <laughs> <laughs>
4: Mic drop. Mic drop.
3: Right. Well, there. Here, here's the other thing. I'm going to leave it there. You mentioned they need a jolt, and anytime you make this type of trade, and I've been in rooms when you do, you get, there's an excitement that flows through the room. So you know, there's going to be excitement. And then there's going to be a couple guys that are like, well, you know, are my minutes going to go down? Yeah. And, and internal competition fuels a team. That that's that drives you forward. So that to me, that's not a negative. Uh, you know, and, and back on the Brandstrom thing, yeah. You, offensive talent he's going to probably turn out he's one of those players i think that brings you out of your seat it's unfortunate but you got shea theodore who's you know at times looking like in a, a dynamic player he's got 10 goals uh you just locked him up for seven years you got nate schmidt this year and then six more years who's you know taking his offensive game two left-handed d-man uh and then we mentioned the other guys coming up so
4: i wonder shane if the next we so we Shade and I got here very early this morning. Yeah, we're, we're dedicated. Kicked, <laughs> 6 a.m., <laughs> open a, the place up. Kicking a lot of things around. <laughs> <laughs> and I wonder, and defense is one area we thought, you know, maybe they could bolter, bolster that area of the team a little bit. I wonder if that other move isn't still to come, and if it isn't, recalling oh. Nick Higg at some point.
3: That would be the possibility, right? You have that. You're allowed to do that. It's going to get to that point where you want to take a look at him, and then it's going to be up to him. How can Can he carry that style of game he's... You know, he's grown at the American Hockey League level. uh, You know, you talk to Rocky Thompson down there. He says, you know, he's mature beyond his years. Can that translate? That's that's the biggest test for those young players is is taking that game and translating to the NHL level. So uh, I think he'll certainly be given... Well, I don't know, certainly, but I can see him getting that type of opportunity. Then it's up to him, and it's uh, you know that's a good problem to have if you have a young player like that that comes up and, and earns himself a spot on the, your team.
1: The Sheriff Lawless, Some Guy Named Day podcast coming to you from our studios in downtown Summerlin at City National Arena, brought to you by the Great D Hotel, the official downtown hotel of the Vegas Golden Knights. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. If you like what you're hearing, rate, review, and subscribe. We're joined by Darren Millard today. <coughs> Darren, I'm curious to get your... From the outside in, from your time in Canada and in Toronto, looking from afar at what's transpired here with this franchise over the last year and a half, what have you made of how fast everything's happened here and the success the team's had?
2: Well, as, as somebody that was on the stage announcing, uh, revealing those names that night at uh, at the arena, at, yeah. the, at the National Hockey League Awards, it, it's still mind-blowing. What what amazes me is, is the deal... T- today in this mark stone trade is still feasting off what what George and Kelly did in the expansion draft and acquiring all those picks and and maneuvering and making other teams protect players but getting picks back I mean they're there's that's a year and a half two years back and they're still dining out on that so it gives you an idea of of Still, it, it's another reminder of the incredible job that management did to give Gerard and and Ryan and Mike uh, uh, such an, uh, great tools to work with. But it's they're still making history. You kind of lose sight of that, but they're they're about they're in a good playoff position. They're more heat than they than they'd like, but they're still making history here as a second year franchise and doing something like This this, this would blow your mind if they didn't do what they did last year. But this is a second-year franchise that just went out and won the best player available at the NHL trade deadline, which doesn't happen.
1: It's amazing we talk how quickly, how things have happened so fast. I'll even, like, let's past the end of even last season. In the last nine months, sign Paul Stastny, trade for Max Pacioretty, and trade today for Mark Stone. So you basically got two captains.
2: You got Pacioretty, the Montreal Canadiens captain, and you got the guy that was going to be Ottawa's future captain added to your team. And... And Stastny was yeah. the leader in St. Louis. Uh,
3: and so, instrumental in Winnipeg yeah. if you talk to people yeah. around there where he went for that run. so
2: Leadership won't be an issue. No. I don't think they'll be pulling any of us aside saying, hey, can you help me out a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> Who?
3: Um,
1: so as we look around the league today, uh, and Darren, I'll start with you. Who do you think, um, you know, most of the guys that were rumored to get traded, and usually it doesn't work out this way, got traded.
2: Yeah. Um, See, just my luck, eh? Yeah, exactly. I'm not up there for the, exactly. For this one
1: year um, outside of the Golden Knights, who do you think did well? Well, I thought
2: there was a, it was a great horse race between Winnipeg, Calgary, uh, San Jose, Nashville, and Vegas in the Western Conference, and and the maneuvering that was happening. And I was a little surprised Ottawa moved off of Duchesne and Dezingle as soon as they did, uh, but uh, I, I think he he was. Dorian was trying to to really hold up that that piece to to hold up the market a little bit, but you saw Nashville acquiring Simmons, which is in direct response to Winnipeg picking up Hayes, and uh, uh, San Jose made their 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 move yesterday. So I I think everybody in this race. The only team that was really kind of quiet was was Calgary, and they're really really that that's a group that's really happy with with their dressing room and how that's come together and I think there was some hesitation to to disrupt that and put something big in there. And that was a conscious I don't think they missed out Brad Trail Living necessarily. I think it was a conscious decision to stay to stay put. But I I think you saw a lot of read and react uh, from around the Western Conference today. You know they Nashville gets
1: Simmons. They also traded uh, Fiala for uh for Granlund, Minnesota. Yes. Faster. Faster.
3: Yeah, he's having a good year. Nashville
1: loves to push the pace. He's got
3: 49 points. He moves into third in the Predators in scoring. And, uh, you know, I I think Nashville did a real good job. You know, Hayes is going to help Winnipeg. Uh, San Jose picked up Nyquist. Uh, You know, in the Calgary situation, the one thing, and and we've heard it, and we're very familiar here in, in Vegas, and he's injured right now. He's had a horrible year. James Neal's got five goals. But come playoff time. He's that type of guy, Gary, you've talked about it, too, that, you know, that's like an acquisition. Mm-hmm. If, there, if James Neal... If he wakes up. If he wakes up, he can be a player. He, he likes the big-time game. They and just...
2: Calgary, it's weird. Calgary's a year behind the Vegas, Winnipeg, Nashville's, San Jose's mm-hmm. in, in where they expect to yeah. be in this push for, for a Western Conference title. So I, I think you see a little bit more... If this is a year from now, there'll be a little more urgency from, from Calgary to make that move. But I... Uh, I think it was a real conscious decision to stamp back. What do you make of what Columbus did here? Strange.
1: Which, yeah. yeah. Like...
2: Uh, you know, Jarmo Kekalainen, I I got to know his style and the way he works a little bit at the draft a couple of years ago. When as a Finnish guy, he had Jesse Pugliarvi just staring him yeah. in the face. And he moved past him and took Pierre-Luc Dubois. The, the easiest thing, the slam dunk, was to take the Finnish kid. And he saw something in Dubois, who's turned out to be an incredible first-line centerman. So I'm not surprised to to see him thinking a, a little differently than than others. But it's it's all like every chip is in because I like Duchene. I'm curious to see what will happen there. Uh, he has a house in Nashville. He he wants to play uh, in Nashville. Like, he's a he just loves that that vibe. So I. I'm curious to see where it goes because if he doesn't stay, and then you lose Panarin and Bobrovsky and like Dzingel, it's there's you like I a like them as cars. much as
4: anywhere else, as anyone else in the East other than Tampa. Though. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean. Like you know. I think that what they've done, they came in here a little while oh, ago and they beat Vegas, and their third line, if you want to call them that, is this you know, it's a heavy line. Gener- he didn't
2: get stuck in the middle. Yarmo didn't get stuck in the Not middle. Not at all. He, no, he, he I, I like, like what he did. I liked and, it. He went more and, on the attack. And yeah. Yeah. if
4: you were worried about uh, Panarin and Bobrovsky being engaged after the deadline, all of a sudden it's like, oh no, we're here, yeah. we're going to try and win Stanley Cup. So yeah. I, I like what they did. Uh, we, I like, I'll like. i be really curious to find out in Winnipeg how injured Josh Morrissey is because they added a couple... Uh, they added Boyu uh, too, Nathan some, Boyu. Some depth D late in the... Uh, they got kind of got caught up in the trade call, and they were announced later on after they made the deal, big deal for Kevin Hayes. If they, if Josh Morrissey is gone for a significant um, amount of time, I happen to think he's their best defenseman, mm-hmm. uh, two way as a two way player, and he's a huge piece for them there. They were already. Oh, do you remember the start up. here without Nate no. Schmidt? There you go. It's, I w- I would really liken it to that. That's a great uh, example of it. And if you take him off of. Of playing with Truba. now everybody else to move up a spot and Bufflin still who knows what's going on with him and the thing with Dustin Bufflin I'm gonna borrow this kind of from someone else I won't uh, I'll paraphrase but when he's not Dustin isn't a great trainer so when he's not playing and playing his 25 minutes a night his condition can be can mm-hmm. become a factor it can slip, he can slip. So, when he comes back, how will this. Uh, the, a long layoff for Dustin Bufflin. He was 302 when he came back from the lockout. 302. So, I'm not suggesting that that's what's happening right now, but a long layoff can really hurt a player like
3: what's that. What's he play at? 265? 260? Ish? That's what it says on paper. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't know if you'll ever get the true. He, he's still a dominating force. He can carry a lot of that weight, but uh, he is a guy I can I don't know whether you could to. play more than 260. I, honestly, I'm with I, you. Can,
2: can you play more oh, than 260? I two... can't. No, that wouldn't be pretty like, if yeah. I tried. I'll tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I would
4: have to. So, uh... <laughs> <laughs>
1: uh. <laughs> hey, back to the Columbus situation. It'd be a kick and a half if they miss the playoffs. They might not get in. Right. Even Pittsburgh, if they don't get by the first round. Pittsburgh, right now, is on the outside. The I game. think they'll get in. So if they get in, that, so Pittsburgh doesn't get in.
4: Yeah, I asked Flurry about it the other day. Pittsburgh might and, not get it. I mean, and, very and conceivable. I asked him about it the other day, and he said uh, Sid and uh, Gino can turn it on. He goes, not many yeah, guys can. I agree. Those two guys can. So uh, it's an interesting
2: he, move that Pittsburgh made. Uh, Group Branson, yeah yeah, 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 from from Pearson. Who I, I was, I kind of liked them there. Yeah. yeah, Tanner Pearson there. And they picked up. You know, they made the Bukestag trade. Yeah, a couple yeah, I thought of they were fl- I thought
4: they got him to flip him, but uh, also I'm really interested to see. We talked about the, the Vegas deal, like the ask for Mark Stone was originally it was two first round picks, and two prospects, and two A prospects. So George McPhee got him for an A prospect, a second round pick, and a roster player that uh, uh, you know call Oscar a third line player. Uh, fair enough. Yeah, yeah, in and sure. out of the lineup. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know what? He,
3: ha- he has some attributes that may work out in Ottawa.
4: I think uh, it'll be interesting because I think Pierre Dorian probably played some pretty heavy poker with Kevin Cheveldayoff. The, the the word was that he wanted Roslovic, Jack Roslovic, Logan Stanley, and Winnipeg's first. And when at a certain point in time, Shevoldayoff knew, um, I can't get caught here, I've got to add. So he looked at Kevin Hayes and said, I want a centerman. And I, I thought they needed a centerman more than a winger. That tells you how good they thought Mark Stone was. They were willing to forget about the position just to land him. And then, But then I think at sort of some point in time this morning, he said, I can't get caught here. I've got to get a player. I'm I'm going to go to plan B. And he got Kevin Hayes for uh, a pretty good price. It, was, it wasn't cheap. And then I think that changed the market for Pierre Dorian once that happened because then George McPhee is sort of saying... Uh, I'm willing to, to do business with you, but not at that price." And then I think Dorian probably had to circle back around to Vegas, and as we know, uh, eventually it, it, it worked out.
2: The, the Buffalo-Anaheim deal yesterday I thought would change the market a little bit with the first rounder included yeah. in that, and it didn't. Yeah. It, it never really got to that point. It,
3: but, but That was the, a big ask this year.
2: Yeah. the The Dorian situation. I think was really influenced by what happened with Eric Carlson last year at the trade deadline, and he's he was involved with all these same yeah, teams. He couldn't,
4: it, it, Carlson, he he could retain Carlson because uh, he had another year. Yeah, right. But he, he went, knew he, Mark Stone was walking on July
2: one. But he went through the dance with with all these same general managers last year, and I think a few of them went through that process and decided early. We're not going down this path. We're not going to be chasing the carrot off the end of our nose. We're going to make the move. And I think that's what Kevin Sheffield, day Dayoff uh, day did in this situation. Yeah, I think he
4: just wasn't going yeah. to get caught. He wasn't going to get I'm caught. I'm not, not going uh, you know, to be at the last minute and not have the – like, they're windows now. Yeah. He needed to – and he he needed – he had some things to address. And listen, I think Kevin Hayes is going to be a great fit for them. Mm. Yeah. I wonder if they've done enough on their blue line. But their you still got to
2: have stones to – Yes, that's yes. that for a for a yep. lack of a, no pun intended. But you still got to have stones to like Vegas stayed in it to the very end. And they went through it twice, Darren. So they went through it at the trade deadline last year. Yep.
1: Then when Carlson did get traded in September, mm-hmm. the Golden Knights went around and around and around again with Pierre Dorian. And to their credit, they didn't <laughs> let that you know get in the way. They let to a degree, I guess, bygones be bygones, and they and they were able to get this done with uh, with Stone today. Interesting, a couple of teams that have had good years, like the the Islanders are in first place, didn't do anything. Um, Washington Capitals, Washington didn't do anything last last year either. And it, my memory's right, it worked out okay.
3: Well, the word you know, out of the Islanders is there. You know, Andrew Lab's been out of lineup. Expect yeah. him back. Thomas Hickey. So there's, mm-hmm. you know, Lou Lamarillo's not. We talking about GMs. There's. Uh, Road less travel. Yeah, he's he, he's going to stick with what he believes, and he believes he's going to get a couple of players back that are like, you know, kind of deadline acquisitions where they've spent the majority of the year without them. So, uh, And that said, you know, Washington.
2: They picked a campaign last year early, right? Yeah. Like a week before.
3: Yeah. And, he, and he's yeah, had a yeah. great season yeah. for them.
2: It's interesting mm-hmm. how some guys just fit on an organization. Islanders are funny because their whole fourth line, that great fourth line, they're all unrestricted. The captain's unrestricted. Yeah,
3: nobody mentions honors league. Yeah, and, an upcoming. And there's UFA. no way
2: they're not going to let their captain walk. Well, they did among the goal leaders <laughs> yeah, They did. Oh, that's so, right. so two, two years, years, right? Ago. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, but they would never do it. Again, never. Would they never. <laughs> I got oh, no. yeah. No. sarcasm. Um, so yeah, they're 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 an interesting thing. Toronto. Uh, I, I I was a little surprised that they made a minor move. Yeah, them. I I like I I like their team. And I I don't know how much more you could have changed their team. The biggest impact on on Toronto uh, trade deadline will be Stone's contract to, to the Mitch Marner contract. So, uh, but yeah, the Eastern Conference was was more interesting because of what didn't happen. Tampa. Tampa.
0: Yeah, and the Tampa last thing is Tampa. Really. I mean, so sometimes the, the smartest trade you make is the one that you don't make. How many times Forgot have we Tampa heard that? Was in the league today. Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and, and they have
4: 81 points. Yeah. Yeah. They,
0: they are yeah, so bad. far ahead of the pack. I mean, yeah. they're putting themselves in conversations for one of the best teams. In, Double
1: in the points
2: that Ottawa has. Yeah. <laughs> Double right? oh at gosh. the trade deadline.
1: How about uh, so tomorrow night, the Golden Knights play Dallas? They go out and they trade for Matt Zuccarello. Ugh. There's a goal and an assist in his first game, and then he breaks his, look like his arm, right? Blocking a shot yesterday. And he's out a month. Ben goes out in the ben goes early out. in the first yes, period of that I, game,
2: so he's day to day,
1: you know. And, and especially, you know, coming off all the, the comments earlier this year, right? And uh, Sagan and Ben. Dallas kinda, is not like, deep. No, no. Like they go, and they make a move, and the guy's there for not quite two full periods, and I was going to be out a month.
4: I, I, they're a fascinating team to me. We heard Bob Nicholson say so about about the Oilers: "There's Oof. something wrong in the water." Well, there's something wrong on the water in Dallas, too. Like, they have, they smoke through Lindy Ruff, they smoke through Hitch, and they hire Montgomery. He's, uh, you know, struggling to keep them in the mix. Their team president comes out of nowhere and uses, (laughs) has a potty mouth tirade about his two best players. It's, uh,
2: and it didn't change their year.
4: Well, at the end, to, to, to his credit, has been yes. has been been pretty good ever yeah. since then. Ben hasn't. Uh, that's amazing to me. Like I, I watched him at the Olympics in 2014, and I just thought this guy is a, you know, he's going to be a superstar.
2: But wouldn't you not expect everybody to to sort of jump on board after the, Jim Lights comes out and says that, and it it hasn't tra- Now there. Yeah, they're in it. They're in it. Right. They're a couple of points behind Vegas right now. So it's they're, you're a winning streak away from from getting into a divisional playoff spot. But still, without Anton Hudolbin, who might be their best signing, <laughs> best acquisition in the last well, year and a half, uh, without him,
3: they're really in trouble. D, they've got some good production on their D offensively. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got Klingberg who's always there. But Esa Lindell's had a great yeah. year. Uh, the new guy, Miro Heskinen. Heskinen. Heskinen, Heskinen. 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 Uh, He's He's been fantastic. So they're getting some offense from there. But outside of, you know, Sagan, Ben. what well, Sagan's got, what, 26 goals. Ben's got 21. Radulov's got 17.
2: And he split them all up. He's Jason Spezza's
3: get... got eight. What's his cap hit? Seven. A seven. Lot. He's still yeah. up there. Uh, you know, there's just not much there for depth. That's why you bring in a guy like Zuccarello, and now he's out. So it's you're still riding three players. So what about um, Colorado? So they
1: make the move today. We have like, they get Der- yeah. Derek Brassard got traded again. <laughs> Third time in a year, right? Yeah, he tra- and who's paying
0: whole- him these days? Still, yeah,
1: He's still being paid by <laughs> I am. <laughs> yeah. Darren yeah, Millard yeah. and the yeah. Vegas Golden Knights. Oh, News. that's that's where um, the dollars are coming from. But he got you know there was that three team yeah. deal last year where he goes to Pittsburgh. It didn't work out. They flip him to Florida. Just a month ago, maybe not even that far. and now. But if you're Colorado, and so much of your scoring from, comes from yeah. that top line, and then if they're not doing it, most other guys aren't doing it. It's not going to get done. It was probably it was worth them taking a flyer
2: on somebody like Broussard. Broussard's one of those players, and Shane, you've probably experienced this, where there's certain guys that just fit in certain cities. Yeah. Like Eric Fair, for the longest time, was, oh. He could only play. Well, I remember in, in Winnipeg,
3: he couldn't couldn't, couldn't get do anything.
2: Right. But putting him back in Washington, he was there's there's certain players that can only play in certain environments, and I'm wondering whether Derek is one of those guys.
3: Well, he had success, you know, he, all right in Ottawa, the Rangers, Columbus. Now, but you know, didn't work in Pittsburgh at all. No, no. Florida was from just the start, state, right? Did I, not. No, Pittsburgh just was not. Much, a good fit.
4: So here's my question to you: I always think that a guy fits in or doesn't fit in, and it all depends on his. Hockey IQ, guy with a high, high hockey IQ will fit in anywhere.
3: No, sure. I, I, I was just going to reference myself. I, I went to Anaheim and gentleman. I did not fit in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so was that locker room? Or was I, I that think there's a lot of surrounding coach things. Or, like, or, coach, coach is a big factor. Yeah. The coach, you know, a lot of your confidence, certainly number one comes from your play, but it comes from your coach. Mm-hmm. The situations, how he feels about you, where he plays you, how he plays you, uh, that can breed confidence for a player. And confidence is number one factor, not only individually, but as a team uh, for having success. So, uh, you know, for Broussard, this is a fresh start. I think this is a good place for him to go. I think Jared Bednar is a younger coach yeah, that I'm, can maybe relate, can get the best out of him. Big fan of Jared You right know, there. a coach, and I've said this before, coaches... The Xs and Os very very minor team to team how you're going to it's who's going to execute better yeah. so it's up to the coach to get the most out of his players, the best out of his players to execute the best they can to bring success so uh, you know that that hasn't happened for Broussard, for whatever reason with Sullivan uh, in Pittsburgh We'll see if uh, Jared bednar and he's gonna, he's going to be able to play behind you know some pretty good player you know McKinnon's going to be up there. Well,
2: and Mike can be tough yes I mean you look at Phil, and Phil Phil right. gives it right back. Phil Castle gives it right back to him, but different situations, di- totally different situations. Yeah. So Mike can be, you got to be a certain player to excel there. And there was all that talk of okay, you know,
1: down the middle, they're gonna have Crosby, Malkin, Broussard, and you know, it never really for whatever. Well, so reason, now he's
3: gonna probably jump up a line.
1: Yeah, yeah, he'll play. whatever's he gonna comprise that second and, line? And oh, he'll oh. be
3: excited about that. So initially, you're gonna have a guy come in. You know, they all. I Hate to say it, he's probably had more fresh starts than he'd like, but that's exactly what it he is. He should here. be good at it now. Yeah, he should. Be, he <laughs> yeah. should be able. He's
0: He's. also at the point now where he's got to grab hold of one of them. Right. Yeah. So. Uh, so the moves that that Dallas and Colorado have made are, are those moves enough to keep those two teams in those wild card spots? Because I don't think any of the three division teams are changing in the Pacific or the Central. So it's the wild card spots. Well, Dallas.
2: Their Their move is moot now. Yeah, right. because it, he's hurt. So now, now you're in big trouble. You mean Lovejoy's not enough. Yeah, Colorado, <laughs> Colorado adds the
3: center. Uh, it and Minnesota to me is whether well, they've dumped uh, they've dumped Coil, Granlund, yeah. uh, Hendricks, Hendricks, Hendricks. Uh, so another one. Uh, anyways, but yeah, they're 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 heading the to me the wrong direction. Miku Koivu's out for the year.
2: Mm. Chicago's already had their their run, right? That, right. That's where I, I wonder you can't. That's it's not sustainable nope. to have that. So at some point, there's an evening out there. Like it's right now, be a they're dogfight. Right now, they're five out. Yeah. Right. So that and
1: that's that can be a lot of points. You know, especially at this time of the year. Does Chicago have a shot?
2: Yeah, because because I think it's a turtle derby. Yeah, Whoever. I'm familiar with derby. That's a great uh,
1: reference. I, I think Minnesota. I think Minnesota's is a team that, like you just referenced the trade chain, and I, you know, I think it's probably a team if they miss. You know?
3: Niederreiter, that was the other one.
1: Thank you. I knew it'd come yeah. to me.
2: Give yeah. me time, yeah. guys. Yeah. So takes a little Niederreiter, Coil, Grandes,
5: yeah,
2: yeah, and Koivu out for the year. That's was right. <laughs> That was a team that there was a lot of talk about the coach four days ago. Right. So, well, my point was going to be too, Darren.
1: No. I think if they miss which I think they will then that's probably next right new gm's going to want to bring in his own coach they haven't got out of the first round I think in the last 3 made years made the
2: playoffs 6 straight years but but can't yeah.
1: they can't get
0: anywhere once they're in there so speaking um, of of teams that can't get anywhere talk about the eastern conference bubble and there's the Columbus Blue Jackets looked like they were going to get past the Washington Capitals in the first round last year Look how that turned out. Never and won a round. No. Right. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. And there they are right now. They're they're hanging on to that spot. We talked about it a bit earlier. Montreal's got the other wild card spot. Um, you know, do the Carolina Hurricanes have yeah. a chance? Can
3: Carolina sustain what they're doing?
1: Well, and how about, like, they've won 8 out of 10 right now. Yeah, they, they, right? they've gone on a roll
3: here to really push for it.
1: You know what amazes me is how the Flyers went on that unbelievable run. Yeah. They're still yeah. seven points out. Shows you how bad yeah. the, deep the hole was, right? I mean, it, you know, you, I'm sure you watched some of the outdoor game. That you
2: know, they it have. Re- it was one of the best outdoor games oh, I've really? seen. Yeah.
1: Oh, thrilling! But yeah. the Penguins control the whole game, mm-hmm. and then they gave up four check scores from the corner, almost to tie the game. Yeah. Matt water. Murray
3: was not pleased with himself. So
1: and far. then Giroux mm-hmm. scores on an overtime goal. It was eh. You know, you see Mike Sullivan like, you, but thought... they just
2: traded Simmons. Like, yeah. can Philadelphia get in? No, after no. no that's that's and and no. Uh, Giroux and Voracek were they, they? That was emotional losing Simmons. Yes.
0: Oh yeah, something and they, they waited as long as they yeah. could, right? They gave him right. every chance, and as impressive as it was, it just still wasn't enough. And I think you move on without that. It's a
2: great challenge though for those teams to get in. In the uh, Pittsburgh, you you think Pittsburgh could do something just by getting in by what they have, but the other teams. What, if, you, if you do a second wild card and you get Tampa, right, like, <laughs> it would be over in a week. <laughs> thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, think about it. I mean, That's a Major League Baseball yeah. wild card game. Right. So yeah. you've got
1: Columbus, Carolina. Columbus at 73. Carolina and Pittsburgh at 72. Montreal at 73. Montreal at 73. Two, Montreal at 73. Buffalo. Nah. Thought they were going to – you know, they had a great run earlier this year, but fell back. So
2: somebody's going to – you know, Pittsburgh –
3: I don't, I don't know if Carolina, Carolina can hang that's, in there. That's, that's the I, term I look at.
2: I don't Montreal. I don't know whether they, when things get just greasier down the stretch, I don't know whether they can stand up to that. Uh, Shea Weber's great, but I don't know whether they have enough yeah. strength in that. Uh, Carolina is the most intriguing team outside, like of, of the mystery teams. Pittsburgh, I don't consider them a mystery team. Uh, what Columbus has made so many changes. Now, in '94, the Rangers turned over a quarter of their roster.
4: What they had they had a Noonan, Matto, McTavish, Davish. Anderson. Yeah. There was
2: there was. A quarter of the roster with ten else. days to go yeah. in the in the seat. That's when the trade deadline what was. Mike Gardner still sour
4: about getting traded to the. Leafs um, for, let me let me just. Anderson.
2: I'm going to answer that Imagine one for that. you. Tony Amonti goes. Yes, he is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
4: uh, yeah. Amont, so, Amonti for Matoa he, and Noonan. He went to. Keenan wa- went to Neil Smith and said, "I want some grit," yes. and and they flipped Amonti, and the first Chicago the Chicago wanted. Um, they just wanted to send Mateau, and they said, no, no, you got to throw in Noonan, too. So they made the deal. And then Anderson for Gartner. And who, and oh, Todd Marchant to uh, to the oil for uh, for Craig McTavish. So
2: McTavish won the faceoff in game seven, the yeah. last faceoff, and Mateau scores the overtime. Yeah. But they they, they they that was a first place team. They turned over a quarter of their roster with 10 days to go in the or 10 games to go in the season. 12 games to go in the season. Games? It was March
4: 21st yeah. back then. So.
2: That well. you had to bring it. I just got killed. Yeah, but that was good. Yeah, good. Doesn't happen often. So really scary on that I one. I was well, doing was good. Uh, I thought I could throw it any number at that yeah. point, uh, but they came together. I'll be curious about Columbus coming together. That's a lot of moving parts and a lot of guys worried about their own futures. Right, four there. of them. Right. Yeah. yeah.
4: Uh, right, right off the top of your head. Now it benefits
2: right? them all to have great runs yeah. because they, yeah. they, the longer they go, the better they do. They all make big money.
3: Well, and they don't exactly have a patient coach. Yeah, who's their coach again? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Let's. Uh, uh, I'm interested to see the Shane uh, Tortorella yeah. dynamic. Yeah. Let's play coach.
1: All right. So before we do that, Gary. The Sheriff Lawless Some Guy Named Dave podcast coming to you from downtown Summerlin is brought to you by the Finley Automotive Group. Finley, Jaguar, Acura, Lincoln, and Chevrolet are great uh, partners over at Finley Automotive. Mark Stones on Could the whole night. you wash your
4: Jag, by the way? I saw it in the lot of little earlier. It's I, uh, a little
1: spotty. Well, you know, I was going to take it, the and the then day. it snowed, so yeah. Yeah. It, we got some snow and That's what rain. I'm doing after this. Yeah. You're, oh, you're washing the cars. there and <laughs> yeah. Make sure I yeah. have two, yeah, two big, coats big, of wax big. this time, Biff. <laughs> 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 Nobody's called
2: me Biff. Trust me on that.
4: He said Biff, not Buff. Yeah, oh, sorry,
1: Biff. Yeah. Um, all right. Who's Mark Stone play with? How's the, how does how the line shake out? Lawman. Eighty-one. You got your notepad down. There'll be the line
4: of ones. Eighty-one, okay. seventy-one, and sixty-one. I think. I think. Car- I think Stone starts with Carlson and and Marsha. So, although it'll be fascinating to see. If uh, I think he'll become a guy that Gerard Gallant will move around to get other to get others Fixer. going, yeah, exactly. He'll be oh, you're having a little bit of a drought. I'll put you a Stone because uh, he steals the puck. But it 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 will be fascinating to see how the speed of Carlson is affected by the back pressure that Stone creates with his stick because he leads the NHL in takeaways. He's gonna have to put that puck somewhere. Once he gets it, and it'll be 71 and, 80, and 81, I think, are going to really benefit from that. Uh, I have Peary still with Statsny and Smith, um, but who knows where that goes. And then Dan Duva will love this line. Uh, this will be Eddie with Eakin in the middle and Tuck on the other side. That uh,
3: fourth line we're all going to agree on? Yes. <laughs>
4: Yeah, Ryan Carpenter, uh, Liam well, Nosik, yeah, Carey when he's healthy, yeah, and then l-
3: Reeves and Belmar. Then
4: Reeves and Belmar. Okay. Although, although you know Reeves might find himself uh, depending not, on the opponent. Depending on the opponent, not always in. I think you've got. Uh, I think Belmar will play, and then you've got uh, yeah, you've got guys. four four guys that will pl- that will slot in on those wings. All right. that's well, that's since you took the easy healthy. way out,
3: all uh, why is I'll, it the I'll easy way out. out? Well, because we've talked. <laughs> I, I think that top line is going to. I think you're going to Marcel Carlson and Smith. Uh, I'm gonna go off uh, here. I think you're gonna have Peary, Stastny, and Tuck, and because Cody Eakin works out with Mark Stone in the off-season, I think you're gonna have Patriccetti, Eakin, and Stone.
4: Okay. The only problem with that is Stone averages 20 minutes a night in Ottawa. Now maybe that changes a little bit here, but so so it, this this becomes and you've been really correctly and, and I'm, I'm just throwing some out there. I'm intelligently not, not Intelligently saying, saying that. Vegas was one forward away yes, right. from being able to throw all nine names into the... Into the and that's what we're doing right now. You can and whatever throw th- comes out, yeah, exactly. you're going to have good lines.
3: You can. you can. You can throw these nine names in a hat, pull them out. You've got your centerman, pull the wingers. I uh, think no. you're going to be solid, right? You're going to have three, three lines that can produce
2: offensively. So, so you, I'm just curious about the Eakin-Stone chemistry from working out.
3: You never know, right? They train yeah. together in summer. They just I'm, I'm know just on the
2: short Gary term. like took the easy able to way them, too, yeah, right? Yeah. Like
3: everybody thinks you're just automatically and probably is right. You're gonna plug them with Carlson
0: and Marsh. So I'm cool. just trying to be be uh, outside the box. Uh, I think that those three guys, Patchetti, Eakin, and Stone, together, that the the intelligence there, the, yeah. like there's something. So you like to be it? So I, do. I, I'd I'd do. I yeah. do. And then the other <laughs> part about it is, then you can you could probably have Eakin and Stone killing penalties together. You keep. Um, Smith and Carlson killing penalties, and you could have Carpenter and Belmar killing penalty. In other words, just thinking about you know, sometimes we've seen mm-hmm. because of the tweaks to the lineup, then after a penalty kill, you don't have well, your regular management. Line you're together. way
2: ahead of the game yeah. on that.
0: Yeah. Well, th- yeah, so I, I <laughs> so yeah. just you know, the little things that come up when well, you Stasny
2: will
3: kill some, especially de- yeah, especially sure. draws in your own end.
0: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And so, so there, there are lots of ways you can go, but that. Um, I I do like Peary and Stastny together, and I think uh, both of you guys included that. You know, where Riley Smith ends, like, to me, that's the most interesting part about this, because Riley Smith has been with Carlson and Marcia So for so long. He has that relationship with Peary because they played together when they were younger. You know, he's, you know, a component on the penalty kill and the power play. So where does Riley Smith... Shake out from all this. Like that's the one like you'd you assume that Marcia so and Carlson are gonna stay together, but the one guy who has been separated has been Smith. So from all of this jumbling that we are are throwing out there, I'm most intrigued where Riley Smith ends up from all of this.
1: I have him with Eakin and Patcheretti. That's why yeah. and I, I would yeah. put Stone up with, on the Carlson line and yeah. I yeah. put Peary Stasney in um Stone and throwing post uh post routes to uh yes, to yeah. Carlson exactly. going down the other yeah. side. Yeah. Yeah. And I think Smith needs you know, he missed time with injury, he's and has he scored once? Once in this
3: since this year. Since he's come
1: back. Once in 2019. In 2019. Yeah. yeah. He needs something has to change there. Now you can and your point earlier Shane's, you know, about Gerard Gallant is he's incredibly patient, you know, and he but we have seen him more this year than we ever did last year. Shake up his lines if need be. And you know, the, in the third period the other night, he threw them all. Yeah, you know, every everybody was yeah. yeah but, but, but let's remember Marcia, right. I is like, reluctant
3: to do the yeah. The least amount of change possible,
2: right? Mm-hmm. But if it's needed, he's yeah. done it. Well, he's got he's got the green light now. There's and Dave, you agree that you've seen enough of the the coaches that that only change up their lines in the middle of a game, third period, things aren't going right. good. But then they default back to at, at the start of the next game. This is the you got a green light right now for Jar Gallant to do whatever he wants. If he's been sitting on something, hedging his bet on something, uh, a combination for a while as they went through this struggle now's the time tomorrow night is is when he's going to pull it out
0: who is going to help alex tuck the most you know that's a guy that the knights have committed to long term he's 22 turns 23 in may we've seen him get the opportunity to play with Ready and Stasney. it worked at times you know obviously you've got stone his right shot tuck right shot they're both 6 foot 4 I'm I'm curious in terms of, you know, just thinking about how much Stone helped Kachuk in Ottawa, who stands to help Alex Tuck grow the most? He had such a great point-per-game start to the year after missing the first eight. was great. But the last dozen games or so, he's not very much produced at all. So I wonder who stands to help Alex Tuck
4: the most. I guess it depends on whether or not you're trying to help him offensively or defensively. Good good question. And because, to me, Alex Tuck has made some some. Some uh, miscues of youth or mistakes of youth. Yeah, a little uh, too careless. Recently, and I think playing with Cody Eakin, there's an opportunity for him to get. uh, I also think there's a ton of speed there. They can play give and go, and 67 can play finisher with them, uh, and then there's. You know, I do like that. Nineteen and twenty-six can play give and go. Sixty-one and seventy-one can play give and go. And you've got finishers all up on that one side there. There's, to me, there's some synergy there that is hard to ignore.
0: I'll tell you, when we were talking about the line combinations on a couple of previous podcasts, you know, you you feel strung like, hey, I really think that this is the way they can go, and there aren't too many other alterations right now. Each of you threw out combinations, and I'd be thrilled with any of the three that you guys mm-hmm. just said. That, that's the you difference know? of adding that one more top nine. Yeah. Oh And by the way, we haven't even mentioned, who knows if at some point Eric Howler gets healthy.
2: Who knows? Yeah. Mm. Did yeah. the balance of power shift?
4: If you look at the, at the Pacific division,
2: yeah.
4: where I think that you know, there are three really good teams. You know, right now Calgary has top spot there, so it would be Vegas and. And if you are to ask me and,
3: which matchup you'd want first, I would say Calgary.
4: Mm. Yeah. Y- yep. You know what? I'll be honest with you. Neither of those teams scare me because of their goaltending. You know, I, I love San Jose's roster, and they got better with, with Nyquist, and Calgary obviously has been a handful, but, and you know they, Calgary's done it by committee and net, but Martin Jones has been. You know, he's a question mark for me. That was the the one and thing I, I thought, thought San Jose was, might do. Yeah, it, me would, too. Would be to try and bolster. There's the There's cool a lot of in. talk
2: about Ryan Miller going there, as uh, it just uh, the thought, in Dell. And I, I thought Dell's John
4: Quick yeah. might end up in Calgary, but none of those deals materialized.
2: Back to yours, just,
3: you know, the player I think that's going to help Alex Tuck the most is going to be Mark Stone. Here's a right winger. That knows how to play the game the right way in all areas. Yeah, that's why. I, that's For Alex Tuck to watch him. I, I've referenced before some plays, Alex Tuck in the neutral zone with his stick reminds me of, uh, you know, Mark Stone, his ability to strip players of the puck, a long reach. Uh, I think it'll be beneficial for him you have to practice to find those
2: clips for tomorrow. Night. Yeah, to practice with the player. <laughs> you have to find those, roll those in. I should
3: roll those in because I, I think yeah. I've said there. There's little parts of Tuck's of, of a different player. He's more a dynamic skater and plays off his speed. Uh, you know, Stone's obviously plays with thinks the game at a much higher level. He's just that much more mature in his game and has been in the league longer. But there there's certain things about the long reach, the stock, the puck protection, things like that that Stone does so well that Tuck is starting to get good at. And I think it'll be beneficial for him to practice and, and see a guy
2: like that day in and day out. I don't think there was a m- overall major winner. I think no. you know, the, the, the contenders got stronger. Uh, Tampa Bay stood pat and because they're so much better than everybody else. But I don't think you saw that.
4: Well, how much better you, 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 How much better is Stone than mm-hmm. everybody else that got traded? Like, like it went Stone. Simmons. Simmons, mm-hmm. Kevin Hayes. Like, how much better is he than those guys?
2: Yeah, I think he just he gives you a different look uh, than Simmons. Like, Simmons is all about grit and power play. Like, he's going to mix is where he's, and he's, power play. I would
3: say Simmons is on a slight downhill yeah. grade. Right. He's I I older. Stone yeah. is yeah. just
2: right. yeah. no, I, I. Vegas got the best player. Uh, now, can you turn that into a rocket yeah. ship at the, they, they the trade a, deadline they need, they need
4: the other 19 guys to yeah. uh, step up. They've the been level. on a downturn of late, right? Right. So, and whether or not that's a slump or that's maybe them, you know, showing tr- more of what they truly are, you know, like last this time last year, William Carlson had 33 goals. He's got 18 hmm. right now, right? There's obviously there's a, that, that's a, a major, a major difference. Does Stone lift all those guys up? Does he... You know, does he make them a, a true contender? That will be really yeah, interesting. I, to I see think that, it does that make unfold. them a
2: true contender, but I, I don't think it makes them better than Winnipeg or Nashville or San Jose. I think it's, I agree, but I don't they, think they were the compared water, to the those teams until water. this tree. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah. The water but, came up,
4: but the, the first the first round is no gimme here. No, like it is, the, and neither is the second round. Like that, the first three teams in the in the Pacific, the two three match, and then. If you assume Calgary beats Minnesota or Dallas or Colorado or whoever it is to get to to get to the to get to the set to get to that next round, mm-hmm. that's going to be
2: top seed is so it's very important in that Pacific division yeah, yeah. more no so problem. than any other division.
1: You know, when you look at you know just taking a quick peek at uh, at the East at the in the Atlantic, by all accounts the Bruins are going to play the least in the first round again. Yeah. Oh, nice. One of those Tampa teams Tampa is going to be them right? One oh, of those teams are going to be out right off the bat again. Man. Tampa moved last into year; the was final was already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> so you know, like that two-three, you because of the way it's set up, you're going to have a good team. Wild. out, and that's how good
4: and it is. Yeah. I love it. Yeah, oh, let oh, me ask you I a question.
0: I love it. Fantastic.
4: Let me ask you a question. You don't work there anymore, but you okay. did work for the national rights holder in Canada. Like, where is the thinking right now? Upstairs, Are they, like, do they all have Leafs pendants in their offices? Like, hoping that they advance? Because, obviously, that's the cash cow.
2: Yeah, that's the cash cow. But yeah. uh, but not far behind. Montreal getting into the playoff picture is a really big thing. It is, eh? Uh, for, for our national broadcaster in Canada. And the representation uh, of Winnipeg from from how, like, the entire country jumped on board Winnipeg last year. It wasn't... Usually, you have the West won't support Toronto, or vice versa. Yeah. You know, you got that Vancouver isn't beloved uh, because they weren't a likable team when they went to the the Stanley Cup. I Island. didn't like them. Uh, no, yeah. they weren't likable. So, <laughs> you, know, so you didn't for sure. Uh, but but that was so. The national broadcaster in Canada, Rogers, is, is positioned pretty well with Montreal in in the East, and then with Winnipeg County. and Calgary uh, in the West. They're they're doing okay.
4: The, Blue Toronto, Bombers, the Toronto, Blue Toronto Bombers played, the Toronto drives the bus. The Blue Bombers played in the East Division and the West oh, Division, so okay. I, I don't it's even kind know a, what division they're It's they kind are of handed. a swing, yeah. right? You know what I mean? Yeah. They kind of, of They can Bombers, be East or it? West.
1: Yeah. You can't. You can't have a podcast without some Blue Bombers.
0: What was to the score of their last game? Gooshers a big fan Half-ass of the Blue Bombers.
1: Hey,
2: I've. <laughs> <laughs> I have a Bob Cameron signed helmet there on my go. wall. Who doesn't? At, at, at home, okay. <laughs> who, who is he, Dave? I also have a Dan Kepler signed helmet.
4: So. Oh, boy.
1: Well, Darren, thanks for joining us. I know you flew down here today, and um, TV sets tomorrow night for you on the TVs and Thursday. TNT
2: Sports and huh? Thursday is that right? Practice okay. Day Wednesday. Practice Day Wednesday. <laughs> yeah. Rest Day. You know what? Day of Rest Wednesday. I haven't done this in a little while, so the the Rest Day Wednesday is going to come in so handy. So you're lowering the bar of expectations. <laughs> so I haven't done this for a while. You know, well, I, well, Lawless was on last week in the intermission. You were on yeah. the pregame show, so I'm I've got some some big it's proof shoes that anybody to fill. can do it.
1: But no, Darren, thanks for joining us. My we pleasure. fun. It. Well, time now for our guest of the day here on the Sheriff Lawless and Some Guy Named Dave podcast, hashtag SLGND. And we're brought to you by Rock Creek Cattle Company. It's a hidden gem located in the heart of Montana. Check it out at rockcreekcattlecompany.com. George McPhee, GM of the Vegas Golden Knights, kind enough to join us. Uh, George, what have you been up to today?
5: (laughs) Not much. Put your feet up on your desk. Just kind of (laughs) hanging
1: around. So a huge day for this franchise, obviously, with the, with the acquisition of, of Mark Stone. Um, you've had you know, a huge trade for Max Pacioretty back in September, um, signed Paul Stastny back in free agency. But a deal like this with Mark Stone, how did this come about? How long were you working on it and you know able to kind of culminate with the trade today?
5: Well, uh, we've been uh, working on it uh, for a while, or at least we knew he was going to be available for a while. We checked in about five days ago. The market was a lot different than it was today. It was too expensive uh, for us. Five days ago, uh, we, we reengaged today. We, certainly, we didn't talk a whole lot between now and then. And there was a price point that made sense for us. This kind of player doesn't come along uh, very often, um, and he's one of the best all-around forwards in this league. And um, you know, we wanted to do something now. We we, uh, we we know what makes our team better. It's good for our team. It's good for our fans, and that's what's important to us.
1: Do you think were you surprised the price changed between five days ago and you know you guys gave up a lot obviously with Eric Brancher, a terrific yeah. young player, and but we surprised that the it changed over that period of
5: time. I'm not surprised by anything that happens around the deadline. Yeah. Um, but when it started to change, then uh, we got involved. There were a lot of rumors out there that we were big game hunting. Uh, we were certainly exploring everything, but we didn't think we'd be uh, involved in this one five days ago because it was too expensive. Um, things changed. Um uh, some teams dropped uh, out, I, I guess, and we got involved, and it was uh, the right deal for us at the right time. George,
3: you mentioned uh, all-around player, and I think of Mark Stone. Uh, you know, He's got a career-high 28 goals this year playing on a team that hasn't had a lot of success. Um, when you look at him, and obviously everything he does as well, one of the best defensive sticks for turnovers, led the league, but do you still think that he's... Hasn't hit his prime yet. He's only 26 years old. Do do you guys kind of
5: foresee that? Yeah, he's just uh, entering the the prime of his career. He is only 26 years old, and he's just a terrific all-around player. And he can play in every situation in the game. If you're trying to protect a lead, you can have him out there. If you're trying to uh, tie the game up, you can have him out there. Five-on-five, three-on-three, overtime, uh, power play, penalty kill. He blocks shots. He's big. He's tough. Uh, He's a playmaker. He scores goals. Um, Analytically, uh, he was a darling for us. And uh, our hockey ops department has has loved him for a long time. Kelly McCrimmon, Adam, as a young player, I worked with him at the World Championships a couple years ago when we won a gold medal in Russia. Um, terrific player, terrific person, and uh, he is the here and now in the future.
4: Did you get slower?
5: Uh, no, we didn't, uh, because uh, this guy makes things happen. He moves the puck quick, and he's, you know, he's not the prettiest guy to watch, but he's a hockey player.
4: Did you mortgage the future? Branstrom was uh, one of the, the best defenses, defenseman prospects in the world for his age.
5: No, this guy's only twenty six. Uh, so he's not going anywhere for a long time he'll be able to play for a long time and we're able to do this because we are drafting and developing well and we're going to go back to the draft this summer and draft more players
4: I guess when you look at it it was probably fair to say this was one or the other you were either going to have a prospect in this or you were going to have a first round pick in it and you weren't going to do both
5: precisely Uh, and that's what kept us out of it before uh, if we could do one or the other, we were interested. and uh, and that's why it happened.
1: Does some of the sting get taken out of it, George? Because as you say, you've got some players, especially on the blue line you're pretty high on that are playing in Chicago right now.
5: Yeah, we're deep there. Yeah. Uh, we could afford to do this. Uh, we have uh, players that we've uh, we've got a bunch of really good young defensemen. so um, this was the one area that we could dip into. To make a deal like this happen,
1: did you feel like the team needed a bit of a jolt? You know, lately it hasn't gone the way you'd want, right? I think it's five, eleven, and one in the last um, seventeen. Can he come in, especially at this point in the season when you're kind of trending a little bit in the wrong direction, and give you a a shot of
5: adrenaline? Well, sure, he he can make. He's going to make our team better, but only if everyone else is working and doing the things they're supposed to do. Uh, uh, We can play better than we have. And if everyone is, it's a team game. Always has been. Always will be. Uh, One guy can help make you better if everybody else is playing the game the way they're supposed to play.
0: George, I'm curious. Compared to last year's trade deadline, when you acquired Tatar and Reeves, what about last year? Do you see similar or different to this year's trade deadline?
5: Um. I can't remember what I did yesterday. Or long, <laughs> what I did last year, it, and it's, it's, uh, it's all about going into a deadline, being really well prepared, and trying to determine what makes your team better. And uh, this was a big get, uh, and I, I can't say it enough that players like this don't come available very often. Uh, they shouldn't come available. Uh, he was available. We got him it makes us better and uh and again we're focused on being a good team uh being here to win now and um and it's about you know how the guys in that locker room react and they love this and it's about how our fan base reacts and they're going to like it too
0: i wanted to follow up on that in hearing comments from teammates of stones in ottawa in particular brady kachuk who said how much he's learned from Stone. You even heard from Keith Kachuk talking about how his son has benefited from playing with Mark Stone. How might he help this group, in particular, the young players? In what
5: way? Well, he's a, a, a real character guy. The, the, um, he's uh, The personality and the playing ability are both elite. Um, and again, Kelly's known him a long time, and uh, and I know him from experience a few years ago. These are the kinds of people you want in your room and the kinds of people you want on the ice. Is he a potential captain? If we ever have a captain, he could be.
1: Is the, he up? the importance of having him here as well long term, to make a trade like this, to add him, mm-hmm. knowing that that was going to be part of the equation to make this? Trade.
5: Yeah, we we couldn't do this if it was a rental. That would make no sense. and. Uh, we know what we're prepared to do. Uh, the agent has told us what they're prepared to do. We're not far off, so uh, I don't, I don't anticipate any issues. We'll get this uh, done. And how comfortable is that to know, like the core? You're able to get Tuck, Theodore, Schmidt,
3: Marshall. So uh, you know, it's got Riley Smith. I'm turning. You got Patchetti, Staff. You know, you bring a
5: guy like Stone. It's a pretty solid core here for a number of years. It is, and and. We've worked hard on all the deals we've done to make sure everything works and fits. And by laying the groundwork for this team as we have over the last year and a half, we could afford to do this. So um, uh, it, it makes we think we have a good team, and it makes us better. This may be
3: a crazy but Did you, when you started, did you foresee being at this point, a year season, about season and three quarters in at this point with this type of team and that type of players
5: locked up. Yeah. uh, We wanted to be a good team. Mm -hmm. That was the objective. Um, No one could have predicted last year. That was just extraordinary. Um, But we've maintained the the, the same approach, that we're going to be as good as we can possibly be, and uh, we'll do whatever it takes at the deadline uh, to make this club better.
1: Along those lines, George, what have you seen Lately, maybe since the buy, that uh, you'd like to see improve between now and the end of the regular season.
5: Um, well, I, uh, you know, we we started uh, a little slow this year, for some obvious reasons, and then we played real well for a couple of months. And just a few games before the buy, we seemed to sort of uh, lose uh, the way we uh, have to play, and. Um, There's been some signs of it, but not enough uh, since then. And we need to get going again. And we hope we've given the team some more ammunition here to get going.
1: Well, we appreciate it, George, very much. I know it's been a busy day for you. Thanks for joining us.
5: Pleasure. Thanks, guys. Thanks,
1: George. Well, a big day, obviously, for the Golden Knights with the acquisition of Mark Stone. Uh, of course, tomorrow night here against Dallas, Thursday against the Florida Panthers, but we expect Mark Stone to be in the lineup tomorrow night.
3: Well, and, and the exciting part now, and, and all the talks are going to be, where is he going to fit? So uh, <laughs> yeah. we're all really looking forward to that tomorrow. I'm excited to see this, and, and we talked a lot about it. I think this does provide a jolt to the team, but it's up to the players now in there to respond. There should be some a level excitement. We said once you hit that all-star break, there's a bump in play. Well, this is the last big bump until playoffs. So it's time of year to crank it up, and it's time for the Golden Knights to get back to that consistent game.
0: Yeah, they have got two more home games yep. this week, and they're on the road down to Anaheim for a quick one, back home for two. We've talked for a long time about all these home games at this stage of the season taking advantage of them. They have not recently, they have but to, they yeah. have to now.
1: Yeah, they've lost six of their last seven here, right? So a chance to turn that around tomorrow night. Then again, against Florida Thursday. So, again, be sure, rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. If you like what you're hearing, which we hope you do. Yeah, sure. Why, after this, oh, I yeah. oh, show. On. on the iTunes, <laughs> on the, uh, oh, it's the SoundCloud, SoundCloud you know the Spotify, yeah. it's everywhere. Yeah. It's yeah. everywhere. How could you possibly not find it? Yeah. Uh, the Sheriff Lawless Some Guy Named Dave podcast. Hashtag SLGND. Coming to you from downtown Summerlin. On a big day for the Golden Knights, the acquisition of Mark Stone. We'll talk to you next time.